What was it? You look tan. I'm. You know, it's not easy being so tan all the time. <laughs> well, we're back here. It is Monday, February 6th, 8.01 Central Time, 9.01 if you're fucking Jackson on the East Coast. I'm over here. Dude, it's 6 a.m. in California right now. Yeah, I've been awake since 6, bro. My, I literally could, I could not sleep tonight because of my wrist. Oh, like, I woke up and my wrist was throbbing and i was just laying there since like 5 30 yeah need like a shot of whiskey and like four advil well i got up and walked into my living room and grabbed my ibuprofen and ate five 250 milligram ibuprofens and i have like this biofreeze like cool the pain away Ooh, Shaq? is that the shack brand i think so right the biofreeze shit i think um, it is i think it is i don't know if he's still sponsored it's but icy hot Icy hot, you're right. Yeah, yeah, icy hot. But I've been putting that shit on. Nice. It's well, the thing I don't think it's broken because it hasn't turned purple. Or do they turn purple when your wrist breaks? When you you uh, said you broke yours, did yours turn purple? I don't believe I had much swelling at all. I almost I thought I broke my finger like a year ago and it turned super purple and it was just a bad jam. So I don't know. Yeah, about the stock uh, of purpleness. Like, I can move it, and I kept playing basketball for 15 minutes after the injury occurred. And I don't think if it, it – like, I was shooting and grabbing boards. And I know. Like, it, I did the same thing. It's not – your injury – I hope it's not broken, but your injury sounds the exact same. As I don't know if I, sh- if I should go to the dock today. I probably should. I think I either have, like, a really bad spring. Because, like, dude, I went up, so my friend, like, broke away, and he's going to get an easy dunk, and me being hyper-competitive uh, ramp. Ran full speed and fouled the shit out of him. And when I went to foul him, I flipped 90 degrees in the air. And I had to jump pretty high because he was going for a dunk. And so I flipped 90 degrees on the air and I turned sideways and I land on my elbow and my wrist. And I'm playing on an outdoor court. Mm. Like it wasn't, it was concrete. February. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was a 40 degree day. So it was warm out. Yeah. That's a nice day. Yeah. I think this might be your karmic retribution as for being a Dylan Brooks type of basketball player. <laughs> I told you your time's probably coming. But yeah, you're right. Cool. You're right. It was probably my girlfriend actually bitched me out and told me that I got to stop playing so aggressive. Well, I agree with the aggressiveness. Mm-hmm. And then like a month ago, you hop on the show and you're like, yeah, I don't give room for closeouts. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, fuck closeouts, bro. Basketball. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into the good stuff today. But yeah, no, I'll either go today or tomorrow to the dock. I might go today to skip class. Nice. You know what I mean? Just say, ah, fucked up the wrist. Send them the doctor's note. Yeah. And just be like, ah, sorry guys. Well, because you got to think in mind. Keep in mind, trade deadline day is what? Is it? It's on Thursday. That's just I'm gonna be. You got to be ready to go. I'm I'm working that day. Yeah, <laughs> but I know. But that mean th- my work work is at two p.m. The deadline is at three p.m., which means most rarely do the big trades happen in the last hour. It means between noon and one, I'm gonna just fucking be making videos for like an hour and a half, and then on my way to work probably. And during my first hour of work, some trades will break. Yeah. So I'll just go into the sound booth to record at work because we have like editing bays. Nice. 
so I'll just go into editing bay, which is a soundproof room, and like, oh, dude, I'd kill for one of those. But let's talk about the big old deal that happened. You know, I love how Markeith Morris was just thrown in there. He's the real winner of this trade. <laughs> Markeith Morris about to get some more playing time, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But Spencer Dinwiddie, dude. I also, my boy sent me a video of me from 2016. Uh, no, 2015 of 2K16, uh, and I trade Aaron Afalo and oh, yeah, I, I'll, I'll play as the Knicks. Aaron Afalo and I forget who else for Spencer Dinwiddie and Jody Meeks. Jody Meeks, Meeks wow. yeah, it's Spencer Dinwiddie who's 22 years old and like a 65. Oh wow, yeah. Aaron Afalo was a oh dude, Aaron Afalo last night. Last night we were talking about Aaron Afalo for like 15 minutes. Luke and I, Aaron Afalo had a run from from like 2012 to 2016 where he was like yeah, double he was digit a player. Yeah, I feel forgot. But what what is your initial thoughts about this deal? You know, we'll talk about the other deals that they got from the Clippers, the Suns, and the what was the other deal? Clippers, Suns, Lakers. So, what's your initial yeah. thoughts? Who I say both teams won the Brooklyn Nets. Have now three first round picks. They got two win now players. They have a point guard and they got themselves a pretty good defensive wing, which, you know, could replace your favorite player of all time, Royce O'Neal. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> no comment. I think, yeah, I agree with you. I think both teams won the trade. I don't think there was really a winner. I don't think there was a loser. I think if there is a winner, it's actually the Houston Rockets. Uh, but. You know, you're such time, a stupid. Oh my god! At the same really... time, we talked about it all year. I'm shocked Kyrie like demanded a trade or requested a trade this early on because the Brooklyn Nets are a good basketball team. But I can I can understand why the Nets don't want to bring him back, which I think they wanted to. But I can definitely understand why Kyrie doesn't want to go back to the Brooklyn Nets. Joe Sy's a horrible owner. Sean Marks is a below average. Hey. Man. Hey, Josiah, no one talks about Josiah uh, funding concentration camps in China against Muslims. He's a horrible owner. He's such a nerd. But I think this is the, like this is like the perfect storm because Dallas needed something desperately. And, you know, those two guys are good basketball players. But Dallas is – it's so interesting. I think if there has to be a winner of this trade, I would probably agree with you it's Brooklyn Nets because – Dorian's on a phenomenal contract. Spencer Dinwiddie's got a couple of years left. And now you're right. We got another first round pick. Yeah, it's seven years or six years from now, but we can which use is that. Good. Yeah, which we is can use that as leverage. And you're right. Yeah, Dallas, I mean, that probably won't be Lucas probably gone. So the issue I have with the Mavericks is like you could have done this. You could have just re-signed Jalen Brunson and used the remaining money to find more complimentary players who are going to help you get to the championship so so it's it's weird the one thing that i say is weird about this is a report came out yesterday night from mark stein of the stein line also check out hashtag this league uncut with mark stein and crispy haynes one of my We're favorite athletic pod are they not, no uh i heart media oh yeah yeah, it's actually really good. They had Malik Beasley on their on their bonus pod on Friday. Uh, for an, it was good. But what Mark Stein came out on and reported was that the Dallas Mavericks have not offered Kyrie contract extension and are fully prepared 
for Kyrie just to be a rental. Which, when you think about it, they didn't get much up for a rental. But at the same time, I don't think it's going to be a rental. I think they'll keep him. Mm. I... For everyone who's over here, oh, my God, you got Ky- Kyrie's an on-ball guy. It's not going to work. Well, first off, I'll tell you this. Jalen Brunson's an on-ball guy, and he was able to play, take turns playing on-ball with Luka. Second, Kyrie played off-ball when James Harden was in Brooklyn because James Harden was actually named point guard by Steve Nash, and Steve Nash made Kyrie the shooting guard. So, with that being said, I do believe that like this is a good situation because, look, how else was Dallas going to – who was a better player that was available for Dallas to get? Were you going to give up three first-round picks for OG and an OB? No. Who would you rather have, OG or Kyrie? I want Jalen Brunson four months ago. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> He's a, it's very clear now how much of a star Jalen Brunson is. There Think about the fact they could have signed Jalen to a four-year, $95 million deal a year ago, which they turned down because they said that was too much money for Jalen. That is the best deal. And did, Jalen didn't get much, too much more than that by the Knicks. You got offered, what, $30 million more? Oh, in total? The thing is, I, KD's gone. It might not be this year, but KD's gone. And I don't think Kyrie gets Dallas to the next level at all. But Who do you think is better, Kyrie or Jalen Brunson? In, is well, this, obviously, Kyrie Irving. But, but is this team better than last year's team? Or what team's better, the Dallas they, Mavericks of last year or the Dallas Mavericks more right now? Overpowered, you know. I, it's it's just weird because Dallas needs to be doing everything in their organizational power to keep Luka Doncic around and acquiring a guy like Kyrie Irving. Even if Kyrie's impact isn't as good as Jalen Brunson, and Jalen has that good of a low key impact that only Maverick fans really appreciate, then that's what they had to do because Kyrie Irving's a big name, but. There's no way they pay this man a max contract. He's so unreliable, and I love Kyrie because he got LeBron James a chip, but he's so unreliable. He's so unreliable. So it's it's probably good that they did it because if they didn't do a big-ass trade like this, Luca, that clock is continuing to tick, and he's going to get more upset. But then you can read into the lines and be like, I've heard from a lot of people – that Luca had an issue with every other star that's he's been a part of. He had an I, issue with Chris Hobbs. He had an issue I don't with think JB. there was a. I don't think there was a really big issue with uh, JB. Jalen. Well, who's JB? Oh, J, Jalen Brunson. Yeah, sorry. What? Why did I not realize Jalen Brunson's initials were JB for a second? <laughs> I was thinking Jalen Brown. I was like, what are you talking about? Uh, yeah, I don't know. If that, that that's the hundred percent the narrative uh, for me, I think this was a good move, regardless if it's a rental. Because what do the Dallas Mavericks show Luca that they are willing to do whatever, trade whatever, make moves and at move assets to make this team better for Luca, which I think they're probably, need, not, they're probably not done. Which you know, I really think the only other move out there for them to make currently is if they go and trade for like Nerlens Noel or Yosef Nurkic or a big guy. Yeah, Noel would be nice. I've seen Jay Crowder floated out there too. 
I mean, I would do Jay Crowder if you gave me Bismack in that deal. Well, Bismack would be nice for him. Yeah. But what if what if we got really crazy and you give me down rate instead? Here's Davis Bertans and Tim Hardaway. Yeah, Dwight Powell, Davis Bertans, and a first round pick. <laughs> but here, let's pivot. Let's. Uh, we talked about Dallas, and we'll cut back to the whole Dallas thing. But I want to talk about Brooklyn. They said they they want to in the next few days. They're expected to be very active and make as many moves as possible to continue to reinforce the roster before the trade deadline around Kevin Durant. Now they have three first round picks they can trade. Who is a guy that he'd go for? Obviously I think Josh Hart's a name. Yeah. I, again, you, do you call up the Spurs, try to get Josh Richardson and Doug McDermott from there? Um, probably not. Probably not. I don't, look- I, yeah, I don't. Especially now that I have Dorian. Or do you call up the Jazz, try to get Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley? I I think Jared would be nice. I would actually go a little bit higher than that because it, like I, I don't. I'm being serious here. I the clock is now also ticking for Mr. Kevin Durant. There's and I preach about it all off season, and, and no one understands it. There is no reason Kevin Durant was a Brooklyn Net other than the man Kyrie Irving, and now he's gone. Kyrie's gone. Yeah, he got paid, but even more so. All right, I got paid. Now trade me somewhere. So I think they have half a year, and I would trade Ben Simmons because it didn't work out. I wow. Look into Kevin Durant's less than enthralled with Ben Simmons. I, I am too. I, I would be more than less than enthralled if I was Mr. Kevin Durant. But I would target guys like Kyle Kuzma. I would target guys like John Collins. I think it's time for them to make a big, big ass move. Yeah, for me, it, the John Collins deal. I would call up Utah. Be like, here's Joe Harris and a first round pick. Send Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt to the Hawks, and the Hawks send the the Nets. John Collins. Oh wow! So you what did that, Atlanta get in that? Atlanta gets. Molly Beasley and maybe Simone Fontecchio, and they send like John Collins to the to the Nets, and then they send like the Holiday Bros with Joe Harris to the Utah Jazz with the first round pick, and the Jazz end up with one first round pick, Holiday Bros and Joe Harris, Molly Beasley and Vanderbilt to the Hawks, and John Collins to the Nets. Yeah, I'm sure it's not a out of the equation. Just because I know the Nets, I mean not the Nets, the the, the Hawks have the, the package that the Nets have offered the Hawks for John Collins has been around Joe Harris because that's like the money works that way. But the Hawks have basically said like we're fine trading you John Collins, but find another team to take on Joe Harris and have them send them us the assets that they would give up for Joe Harris. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm sure they're less than enthralled with John Collins right now. Yeah, I just think, like, if you can build a team in the next week, like, this team is still a playoff team right now. I just won't say contention. Obviously, I don't know what it'd look like, so I can't also be 100%, like, truthful about if this is going to be a good team or not. But what I want to say is the fact that the Nets, if they can go out, add themselves, either Gary Trent, Josh Richardson, Doug McDermott, Josh Hart, combination of those players, Terrence Ross, Will Barton, 
Joey Crowder. Like, if they can get three or four more players on this team, I think we all be seeing this team on a whole different light. Yeah, you still got KD, I think. If KD won the NBA Finals this season, do you think he just picks up the NBA Finals trophy and goes, fuck Kyrie Irving? He, no, you bitch. I mean, <laughs> Kevin probably understands it, but I really – I have strong distaste for Joe Sy and Sean Marks. I really do. And I no, no, no. They feel I understand hating Joe Sy, but Sean Marks is one of the most underrated general managers in the NBA. What's he got to show for? What's one thing he has to show for? He lost James Harden. Oh, shut I thought he lost James shut, Harden. Shut up, shut up, shut up. He took over night. this team when they had no first round picks after Billy King. <laughs> and the was first able- round picks were what? Is you win? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Guess what? He gave up all his assets to trade for James Harden. Then James Harden didn't work out. Recuperated more than half of the assets he gave up for James Harden when he traded for Ben Simmons. Now by trading Kyrie, he's basically recuperated all the assets he gave up to get James Harden. Well, so then my follow-up question would be... Also, wait, timeout, timeout, timeout. No, 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 timeout. I got to tell you something. I put biofreeze on my hand, and I just scratched my balls, but I touched my dick, and now my dick is on fire. Yeah. Oh, my God. I'm having, like, icy hot on my cock right now. 81. I mean, I I wasn't a huge fan that Joe Sy said he made it a mission to not trade him to the Los Angeles Lakers. Did he actually say that? I don't think he used the word mission, but yeah, I think they were. Uh, that was what the report was that, yeah, we're not trading him to Los Angeles. I mean, first off, here let, this, that's a good pivot to let's let's react to the trade offers and let's say which ones we think were the best, right? Here, it's man and a first round pick. Who's the best uh, one? All right, so first deal that uh, obviously this was the deal that went down. But so it was Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, and one first round pick. But the Suns, I mean, the Suns were told by the Nets that if the Nets were to accept that offer, they would have to make it the three first round picks, Jay Crowder and Chris Paul. And basically, I'm pretty sure from what was told is they said, nah. That's crazy. Yeah. And this and the reason why the Suns said nah was we rather give you three first round picks for Kevin Durant. And they said well, yeah. we're we're just going to wait till Kevin Durant becomes available and we'll re re offer you a, a, with yeah. three first round picks. Kyrie Irving is not worth three first round picks and CP0. Yeah. So, whoa, the Nets yeah. have not. We'll talk about that in a second. I did not know that. So, really? the Nets. These guys don't like Dinwiddie. Yeah. So, but I've, I, I saw that on Twitter. We'll talk about that in a second. The Nets wanted Russell Westbrook, a first round pick and pick swaps, as oh well as Austin. Goodness. You're out of your damn mind. I would have traded Max Christie, but not Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is win now. Max Christie is really good, but like I understand Max Christie. If he if they did the first round, because supposedly they offered Russell Westbrook in the first round picks, and the deal was still declined. They said we want Reeves, Christie, and all your second round picks swapped. Yeah. They're driving a hard bargain for a guy who doesn't want to be on their basketball team. So yeah, I honestly, yeah, I thought that was. It up. So then we go over here. This we knew about the Suns, the Clippers. It was Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, salary filler. Which, from my understanding, that would have probably been like either Marcus Morris or Robert Covington, and swaps wow. for Kyrie Irving. I think again, the deal why they took 
the Mavs one was you got a point guard. Yeah, I mean, I think this Clippers one is a horrible trade. I think it yeah. is nice. If Dallas didn't come in and swoop and get it done, I think it would be a nice way to get these these talks going. But Luke Kennard, now now I have Luke Kennard and Joe Harris. Great. Like, perfect. Now I have and Seth Morris. Curry. Yeah, yeah, and Seth Curry. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I honestly think we're in both in agreement that Dallas was the best deal. You got two starting-level role players who didn't win on a good day as a borderline yeah. all-star. Dorian, Dorian is in his Dorian, 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 Dorian's in his prime and he's on, I think he's on the first year of his contract. He might be on the second year. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's got three years remaining. Dinwiddie has one more year remaining. Yeah. So basically you got two players that they're going to have at least for another season if they keep. Yeah. Dorian and Dorian's on a very nice contract. But we're in agreement that the best deal was the Mavericks deal. Unfortunately. For win now, like if I was, if well, I because yeah, everything they asked for all from all the other teams, the other teams were like, "What for Kyrie Irving for three months?" Like, no. Yeah, like the Lakers and the Clippers trade were both if they were rebuilding a traded cover Durant as well. I would understand that because you'd be like, okay, Terrence Mann or Austin Reeves and Max Christie are good pieces to put around Cam Thomas and Nick Claxton. You know, like those would be good. A great piece. That's what I'm saying. Like the, those would, if they were rebuilding instead of a retooling, but I think this is a good pivot right here that I actually didn't know this. Did you know this, that they hadn't, they hadn't ruled out trading Spencer Didwitty? I didn't know that. I thought they were content with keeping him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're pretty, I'm sure they've got a mixed bag on him. I think I believe the locker room issues were more Washington than Brooklyn, if I'm not mistaken. But yes, yeah, so, yeah, no, I can correct, I can elaborate that. Montrez Harold and Spencer Dinwiddie as a uh, as a Wizards fan, it was horrible. Like supposedly, like really bad, like locker room guy, like to the point where like they had to trade him immediately because they were deemed cancers in the locker room in Washington. It's crazy because Spencer and, Dinwiddie seems like. They had signed and traded for soul. Spencer Dinwiddie. I think that they signed and traded for Spencer Dinwiddie and got Montrez in the uh, Lakers trade. I'm pretty sure, right? No, no, not the Lakers trade. They just signed Montrez. But so this is what was written, and let's give a shout out to Mark Stein of the Stein Line for this. The Brooklyn Nets are resetting a bit after trading Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Brooklyn is very familiar with one of the players they acquired, Spencer Dinwiddie, who was a Nets basketball player from 2016 to 2021. The reunion, reunion might not last that long. Brooklyn could flip Dinwiddie in another deal as the Nets try to figure out how to build the most complimentary roster around Kevin Durant in the next few days. Dinwiddie cannot be aggregated with any other players to increase the amount of salary that the Nets can send in a trade. But Dinwiddie is on a $20.2 million salary for the season, and that is enough that Brooklyn can still get a player for him alone. The veterans' guards contract for next season recently became fully guaranteed at $21 million due to the Dinwiddie hitting games played markers in his contract. Now, who the fuck is at the same level of play as Spencer Dinwiddie that makes $20 million? Um, I'm pulling up salary, but I think it's a little hard. I think it probably more so depends on what Brooklyn is, is looking for. So, Do you want to hear the options? Sure. 
we're talking point guards, we assume, right? That they would trade Spencer for another point, right? Yeah. You could trade for Anthony Simons, Terry Rozier. Uh, now, Eric Gordon. Um, Gary Trent. Marcus Smart. Derek White. Ooh, Colin Sexton. Markel Fultz. Tyus Jones. Derek Rose. Ooh, ooh, I like Tyus Jones a lot on that squad. Ooh, that could be an interesting one. I don't think it'll happen. I think Tyus Jones is the only one, right? Tyus Jones that, on a $20 million contract? Tyus Jones is on 15, but you would assume if they did that deal, it would be Tyus Jones packaged with a guy on like $5 million. Oh, so <laughs> uh, let me let me pull it up. And also, drama later. you could actually, because Memphis actually has the third most cap space in the NBA behind only the Pacers and the Spurs. That's fucking crazy. They could do a deal where it's Larry Tyus Jones for Spencer Didwitty and take the $5 million, or they could do Spencer Didwitty, I mean, Tyus Jones and either Zaire Williams or Brandon Clark, which I would doubt they would package. Yeah, I, think, I think Memphis definitely wants – they'd want a so, little bit more than Dinwiddie as they should. What about if you're Memphis and you do – here uh, you get offered Spencer Dinwiddie and a protected first for Kelly and Tilly, Xavier Tillman, and Tyus Jones. Ooh. I think Xavier Tillman's really good. So that's that's pretty interesting. I don't know, man. It's because they were so good. Tyus Jones is the best backup in the league. I, I don't know if how do you're right. I don't know how you trade Dinwiddie. I don't know. Oh, my apology. Kelly Tilly isn't on the the Grizzlies anymore. He got waived, but they, they just still have the cap hit for him. Dinwiddie can't do defense, so I understand why Brooklyn wants to get rid of him, but I don't think they're going to be able to find a difference maker at the point guard position that they might be expecting. But I guess with this report, it's they haven't ruled out retrading him, so I don't know. We'll see. Out of all the guys I said, though, are we in agreement that the only guy that seems like you want to trade for is Tyus Jones? Marcus Smart works for me, but yeah, but the other yeah, Marcus Smart and Derek White and Boston's not going to do. You got to look at a guy, and the other thing you have to understand is most of the trades you're going to look at are going to be players in the Western Conference because Eastern Conference teams don't like trading with each other. You know? Yeah, it's fine. I mean, I don't. Yeah, that's going to be something interesting. Is the the Dinwiddie decision? The double D. Yeah. Ooh. So, one second. I'm, I'm like, it's very hard to use a mouse left-handed. Why oh. Jokic, Jokic. Jokic injury management, bro. <laughs> they could do Van Vliet. That is a deal. Whoa. I think Van, they could do Van Vliet. They can't get Pascal, but they could do Van Vliet in a deal. Oh, wow. But I think Van Vliet makes a few more million. Man, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if Toronto would be open to that. That's a big boy move. It is a big boy move. Rival. Oh, that's interesting. It is. They're shipping around. They're fielding calls on Siakam and OG. I wonder if that's going to happen. So I want to pivot right here.
and talk about a guy who's out with an indefinite injury that oh. CNN even reported on. That's how important this injury is. That CNN was like, we gotta, we gotta <laughs> report on that. Ball. Yeah, CNN covers ball when, of course, right. when it's. Oh my God! You don't understand how much pain my wrist is in right now. So Steph Curry suffered. All right, so Not from as much pain as him. No, no. Uh, okay, so let me explain this injury. I actually had somebody tweet me because I literally go. Give me layman terms what the fuck this injury meant because I was making I was with Luke and I was like, dude, Sham Sharania just wanted to sound cool when he tweeted this out. I'm gonna read you Sham Sharania's tweet because it's just freaking ridiculous. Also, new hashtag this league uncut just was released. So definitely gonna listen to that after this. But here is what Sham Sharania tweeted about the injury to Chris Paul. Oh not Chris Paul, what the fuck? Um to Steph Curry, and I need it's so far back down. I have to like scroll past all of the trade news and talk about Curry's injury. Okay, Curry's injury, to be exact, is a lower body injury. Specifically, it is known as partial tears to his superior tibiofibular ligaments and enthrocyosis membrane, as well as a contusion in the lower left leg. So for me, I was like, okay, that's way too much biology. And I tweeted someone, layman terms this for me. And basically what I was told was that this is when somebody like Curry, who suffered a shit ton of ankle injuries, had to, I guess you would say, like, instead of, you know, like continuing to play the way he played, he the, after years of shifting the burden from his ankle up to his leg, he has torn all the ligaments in the least risky part of the leg, which means this could be a really fast recovery or it could be really bad due to the fact that it's extremely rare as you usually blow out other parts of your leg. And that was some from some doctor who responded to my tweet on Twitter. Thoughts? Uh, I'm the, uh, yeah, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but no, no, no. But like how bad this injury is, or should we uh, be scared? Should we be scared? No. I mean, guys get injured all the time. Steph Curry got injured right before <laughs> Steph Curry got injured at the end of the year last year and then came back and they won the championship. So I think he's shown me perfectly enough. I think this might be the time where they look to ship out. James Wiseman, possibly. Uh, I'm not worried about this team at all, though. Like, Jordan Poole, when Steph Curry got injured last time, came out and was averaging, like, 30 points. Dante DiVincenzo has really showed me, especially as of late, that this man is up for the challenge. Now, you're right. If Steph Curry is out for, like, six to eight weeks, it's very unideal. How many games did he miss last year? 20? Or was it, like, 15? Somewhere in somewhere in that. The, the issue is they don't have, you know, the vets that they did last year. But I really like the way Kaminga's been playing. Uh, That's my question Michael next. Green, who, 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 who well, I care about Michael Green. He had a, he had a, he had a play night. So my response to all this is, do you play Ryan Rollins or does this injury force the Warriors, like you mentioned in the 
beginning of your rants that it is time to trade Clay Thompson. James Wiseman. <laughs> That's a question. That's the million dollar question. Like, do you, because James Wiseman and Jamichael Green are the only two contracts that are tradable. Well, who else would you? Yeah, but now you wouldn't trade Clive Thompson. You need him. Well, I don't think it's out of the cards. I just don't think you can get anybody. Either, but. but but either way, right now, trade deadline, the only two players that would be moved on, in my opinion, from the Warriors, do you agree with this, would be like a Jermichael Green, James Wiseman package. A package? Definitely not, no. Well, I'm saying if you package those guys, you could probably get like a – you get pretty close to Tyus Jones' money. Oh, not saying. Wow, how lucky me! I don't know what your issue is with Jermichael Green. The man's a. I love Jermichael Green. I'm just saying that if you package those two guys, it's like thirteen million dollars. You can get a decent guy or two players for thirteen mil. Um, you can go get yourself John Wall and Amir Coffee for James Wiseman. Yeah, I'm. What would you do that deal? Did you John just Wall? say that? No. Yeah. John Wall to beer coffee and a first round pick for James oh Wiseman. Oh my god! I want to jump off my building. That is the worst trade I've ever heard. Move for the Clippers. That's Clip a steal that. for the Warriors. Somebody clip that. That is yeah, unbelievable. You. Oh my god! You know what? I have a counter offer for you. Let's do James Wiseman for <sighs> Trey Jones and Yaka Pertle. I, I like that a lot, actually. But That's not a bad joke. deal. Um. <laughs> That's not a bad deal. That's, like, actually a deal that I would, like, if I was the Warriors and the, the Spurs came to me, I'd be like, fuck yes. Here's a good trade for you. A second-round pick and Dacian Knicks for John, James Wiseman. I got you with a better one. Bones Highland. Zeke Nanji and Devon Reed. See, I, I James James Wise. Kidding. I feel like you're not kidding. I'm being That's, serious right here. Yeah, Bones Highland, massively concerned. Devon Reed, Zeke Nanji, for James Wiseman and Jamichael Green. <laughs> Listen to this: Devon Reed, Bones Highland, and Zeke Nanji all have additional years on their contract. Good for them. You, you get a backup center in Zeke Nanji. You get a backup yeah, point guard in Bones Highland. And you also get a wing defender in Devon Reed. How are you telling me Devon Reed? How Bones are you Highland telling me that's a real trade idea? There's no way. Because, that's a, because Bones Highland's about to be traded. <laughs> I'm all set, man. These are horrible. And I want the record to show I was very, okay. very much kidding about these. That was, yeah, that's bad. That's very bad. Golden State that, will be fine. I think they'll hover around slightly above 500 in the absence of Steph, and then you know maybe they'll make a move or two. Probably not, though. And um, hopefully we get news on Steph Curry's specific timeline. We can go from there. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully. It's today. All right, let's pivot over here. Is Jamal Murray a good, an all-star? No. The West is loaded. In, what is Jamal Murray? This past weekend, I'll give him an all-star. I feel like Jamal Murray's over-scrutinized. I don't hear any 
talk about Jamal Murray. I feel like he gets hated on that people don't think he's good enough. Mm. Or at least in the comments, it seems like that. Like, there's a real argument amongst people on who they should keep, Jamal Murray or Bones Highland. That's Which I think is stupid, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, why? Jamal Murray's like a dog. I understand it if you don't like that he got his dick sucked or that he had too many pubes. Like, his beard looks like his dick. Yeah. But I still want to say my fir- our first merch is going to be a Jamal Murray pube sweatshirt. He did have a lot of pubes. I <laughs> know <laughs> there's no way. I mean, he's not an all-star yet, but he's beginning to play like his former self. So... Who's better, Jamal Murray or Michael Porter Jr.? I don't think it's close. I think the answer is Jamal Murray. Who has the higher ceiling? I think it's mm. Michael Porter Jr. Right? Uh, or has that or has the ceiling gone down over the years? I was gonna say I might be getting off of it. I it, are you I, off the Michael Porter Jr. train? Oh, because he's still a great basketball player. He's averaging 16 on like 50, 45, he's and 40. Best, yeah, he's one of the best shooters in the league. But it's I just the defense. Well, the defense, I mean, he's 24 now, which is Oh, perfectly fine he's, age, but he's twenty four already. I think I, I don't think he can get past. I mean, he almost was a twenty point per game score, which is fine, and that's awesome. But if he's giving me twenty and seven, like he was in his career year, that's how that's many minutes awesome. a night does Michael Porter Jr. Because I don't think 29. Michael Porter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think Michael Porter Jr. can ever be a guy who plays more than thirty minutes a night because of the back, hmm. and that's why I think his he'll always be a third option. You're yeah, like, that's I, I think he always should be with his defense, too. Yeah. yeah, and he's still a good rebounder. I think that's something people underrate. Michael Porter Jr. grabs like five boards, six boards yeah. a night. Like he's I mean, soft. Yeah, and he used to seven, do seven a couple years ago. He's a yeah, but that was because he was a power yeah, forward back then. People also don't realize Michael Porter Jr. doesn't play the same position that he did a few years ago because they got Aaron Gordon, which made Michael Porter Jr. not need to play power forward anymore. Now they play him as a massive small forward. Uh yeah, it's interesting. Are you worried about the Nuggets? Because some people say that they don't think the Nuggets are good enough. Like, I think, like, this team's fucking amazing. But yeah, yeah. I guess there's concerns about not having a backup big guy and, like, their bench being, like, Bruce Brown and Christian Brown. And now if Bones Highland is gone, you know – Last night we saw I we actually like started looking at his stats last night and Christian Brown, like and we like looking like Christian Brown's all right, but like his stats, like his he doesn't warrant more playing time. He just shows that he could probably be, you know, all right. Again, also I'm biased against him. The issue is they had this was the issue going into the play or into the season, but the thought process was maybe Bones Highland takes that next jump. And they thought he was gonna be the sixth man. Yeah, they thought Bones Highland would be the sixth man. I mean, Bruce Brown is very important. I yeah, that they have a great starting lineup, and I'm not too worried about the bench because, you know, it's going to be a shortened rotation, and they have a very nice big four, pretty much. I'd even go big five because of KCP's underratedness. But I do think they'll make a move. I expect them to make a move. And um, I mean, I've been saying all season it's a backup big. They can't protect the rim at all in any facet. They can't protect the rim. So. 
if they were to, I mean, they're already a really scary team. If they were to go out and I forget what trade we were talking about last week, like Naz Reed, Nerlens Noel, I'd I'd be for Bones Highland. Is... Yeah, if I was a Western team, I would be. Then I would be worried. But the thing is with this team, their starting lineup being Jamal Murray, Contavious Caldwell Pope, Mike Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, Nikola Jokic is awesome. Then you have off the bench Bruce Brown, oh, Jeff right. Green. Yeah, like this team isn't bad. Like you got Bruce Brown, Jeff Green, Zeke Nanji, Christian Brown, Ish Smith, even Blacko Chanchar sometimes, and Devon Reed come in, you know. And it's, but like again, like those aren't, you would love to have if you could bring in. I think this team's just missing a pure sixth man like a Tyus Jones or somebody who can – what they were hoping, like you said, Bones Highland was supposed to be that sixth man this year. But supposedly he fucking hates Mike Malone and he wants a bigger role. He wants to be a starter. Mm. I so. don't yeah, no, I have issues with that, but we'll see what they do. They've improved vastly. No, I agree. Now let's move over to a different team, a team that is packaging Jordan Wara, Serge Ibaka, and – Jordan Wara for more help and it's and real quick just a quick thought on that Nuggies team like that I think the Sixers game is a clear indicator they got to at least try and do something I think it's a very clear indicator because Joel Embiid embarrassed Jokic uh, yeah I mean fuck you it's true Are them all, yeah what's up Eric White yo I don't know why I did that, but uh, let's talk about the fact that this is – we did not talk about Isaac Okoro yet. We'll do that next as we have Pelicans after the Bucks, But the Bucks, I we were talking about this, and with Chris Middleton, you know, still – has Chris – did Chris Middleton return again yet, or he still hasn't returned for the second time? No, he's back. He's back? Okay. Off the, that's what it was off the bench. Sorry, I, I haven't watched the Bucks this much this past week. I'll admit, like I haven't kept up just because of life. But I will say that I have been amazed by the fact that the Bucks have been solid this season with the injury they've dealt with Chris Middleton. But I do get scared that playoff time. I've said it before, their greatest strength is Giannis Antetokounmpo, but at the same time, he's their greatest weakness in the sense that he's not their weakness, but because they're so reliant on Giannis Antetokounmpo, in the playoffs, all you got to do is, oh, Giannis, you can score 60 points. We're just going to double team and, you know, literally suffocate every other player, every other teammate of yours on the floor. So when you, you do need to get other people to make, like you pass the ball, your teammates won't be able to score, you know? And you just tell Giannis, just score, try to score 60, 70 every game, you know? And that's how you beat the Bucks. You just tell them, okay, Giannis, try to do it all by yourself. We're just going to take everyone away from you. And that's why Chris Middleton's so good for them because when teams do that, you can give it to Chris Middleton and he can go at the end of the shot clock and hit those, you know, shot clock buzzer beaters. Yeah. I've always wanted to tweet out, like, it's too political for me, but, like, nobody – Bucks fan or people playing the Bucks and Donald Trump fans like build the wall. But this is the best team in the Eastern Conference. Wow. And wow. Boston is it's actually I really need Luke to come on this show again because Jason Tatum 
man, watching those finals games, I got, I'm a little worried about Tatum if they come up. Joe Ingles has been great though. against Joe Ingles has been huge for him. I think here's the thing though. Milwaukee's only the best team if Chris Middleton is Chris Middleton. If Chris Middleton isn't Chris Middleton, they're going to have the same issues last year, like you said. But I think the Drew Holiday's a freaking man. Uh, obviously, Giannis, but I think, um, you know, Brooke Lopez clearly, I think the big secret factor for this team this year also has been Bobby Big Guy Portis as the clear six man, averaging a double double off of the bench. So, I mean, it, it's, it's huge for him. Grayson Allen is nice. Wesley Matthews always comes alive once he needs to as we get closer to playoff basketball. So, yeah, Ingles was great. Huge move for him. We'll see what they do at the deadline. They could really change, they could really change things up here in the East. Possibly force Boston to be like, should we – are we okay here or should we do something? I – that's why I think if you can look around the Jordan Wara – George Hill and Serge Ibaka deal. I forgot for Jay Crowder. I think that's not a bad deal. Jay Crowder would help. Or even if they turned that down, I would pivot and be like, here's either Jordan Wara straight up for Cam Reddish or here's Serge Ibaka and George Hill and a second round pick for Cam Reddish. I think bringing in a guy like Cam Reddish or Jay Crowder who can just launch threes. Jay Crowder's a little bit better at defense, but you think that if you bring Cam Reddish here, Giannis and the boys could get Cam to play some defense. I just think if they can get – I just think more scoring off the bench would help, especially with Chris Middleton having another guy like Joe Ingles who can just launch threes. Yeah, more scoring is, would be huge for them. So they're a phenomenal defensive team. They just mm-hmm. they could use another pick-me-up. I think Jay Crowder – and we, we always talk about this, like – if I'm the Milwaukee Bucks, I'm sending them a trade, which I guess they did. And, you know, it's probably not enticing the Phoenix really at all. So maybe I have to throw in a second-round pick. But if I'm Milwaukee, I look at a guy like Jake Crowder, I'm like, he gets us to that next level. And I also don't want him to go to another team, whether that's trade or buyout. Like, So I would make that move, which seems like they're trying to do. win. Yeah, no, I agree. So let's let's talk about a team in. <laughs> Robin Lopez. Oh, hey, Rubio's been so nice for this Cavs team as of late, especially. As of late, yeah. I mean, let's be honest. The lot, uh, the start of the season. I'm mean, not shooting wise. The the numbers are horrible, but the impact that he has on the team as a player, it cannot is like cannot be understated. It reminds me of Dinwiddie when he when Dinwiddie came back from his ACL. It was like, damn, like that might be, you know, is it at the end here? Like, no, 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 no. Just give him a little bit of time. Rubio's I mean, he sucked. He sucked on the the Wizards, but yeah, when he went to the yeah. Mavs, he came alive. But the Pelicans, they're starting to save their season. But they've been talking to other teams and they've been shopping a package of Jackson Hayes, Devonte Graham, and Nanji Marshall for a. For a player, and that package actually is a enough salary to match OG Ananobi, and supposedly the Pelicans are trying to do everything they can to get OG Ananobi, and so the Grizzlies can't get him. Yeah, same thing like Jay Crowder. Yeah, I just the Pelicans, dude. What was it, nine or ten games they lost in a row? I think it was ten exactly before they broke it. Mm-hmm. It was bad. Against the Lake Show. Do you do you think this is a team that 
that losing streak made a lot of people feel like they're fake, they're pretenders, not contenders. Um, yeah, pretenders might be a little too aggressive, but yeah, this is a team that was twenty three and twelve. You know, they were eighteen and eight. This is a team that was right around the top for a very long time, and it's they're ahead of schedule. They're like Memphis almost last year. Like they're just ahead of schedule. This team, I I don't think, I think New Orleans flaws might be a little bit downplayed because of Zion's absence. There's still a lot of flaws with this squad. They need somebody who can come in at a consistent rate and knock down threes and OG and Anobi is somebody who can do that and who doesn't need to be, you know, your first, second or third option. Little, I don't know how I feel about the rim protection as well. I think a guy like Naz Reed would also be huge for this squad. So I anticipate them to be aggressive at the deadline. I saw CJ being rumored in some trades. I don't think they're quite at that level yet. But, you know, if you could get – if you can give me a ball-dominant point guard who can knock down open threes to pair – or to come off of the bench, and I can also pair with CJ McCollum when the time is right, and a guy like Nas Reed or just, you know, a nice bench player – who can protect the rim, that, that might be all you need. I mean, Zion's missed a bunch of games. Brandon Ingram's missed a bunch of games. Larry Nance Jr. might be a nice trade piece. Herb Jones might be like, who knows? Yeah, no, I agree. But yeah, one Zion second. being out, that's the thing too, is it's like, okay, yeah, they're one game above 500. They just lost 10 games, but they're without their best player. So, yeah. They have to be like, do we make these adjustments you know, now? Do we not make as many adjustments because we're without Zion? So I think OG would be perfect for this team. It's going to cost you some couple of pennies. I agree. One second. Oh. Does OG play the two or three with Ingram? That's the best part about OG and Anobi is he's pretty positionless. So and I agree they need a true point guard like – it might not be something that they're super focused on right now. It might have to be more of a bench complimentary type of player. But yeah, if I'd love to get CJ off ball more if I'm New Orleans, which once Ion's back also is a big, big thing. That's why I think if they do make a trade, it shouldn't be for like OG and Anobi. I'll be trying to make a trade for like, again, I hate to bring his name up. This is the Tyus Jones, Paul, like not Paul, let's show today. I think Tyus Jones would be perfect because like CJ McCollum, people forget he's not a true point guard. He's a shooting guard who can play, who can play point guard. So I just think, you know, like it's not, that's a better deal than people imagine. Yeah, it's just what is Memphis? My Memphis probably view is Tyus Jones as really nicely as they should. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know another point guard you could go out and get because it's just hard finding high level point guards. Yeah, I guess. I mean, where are you going to get 28 million? In my right pocket. <laughs> Trey Murphy, by the way, dog. 30 piece barbecue sauce last night. That guy's good. Blowout, blowout. Sacramento is without Darren. You know what I. Bring Drew oh, home. Can we talk about somebody who kind of fell off this season? Not defensively, but I know injuries. 
have screwed him over this season, but he was supposed to like, I feel like take a jump this year, just all across the board. And, you know, he, his, his numbers are basically across the down, across the board. They're down in the sense that on offense, he's still making an impact defensively. But Herb Jones, he did not progress mm-hmm. at all offensively. Like I thought he's, he shot almost 34% from three last year. This year is at 28%. He was 48% almost from the field. This year he's 43%, about four rebounds, two assists, 1.7 steals. Like, yeah, I was expecting more. Yeah, this man can't make a three at all. He can't make a shot, really. So his defense is so good that you just kind of bite that bullet because I'm still probably not going to – I'm I'm okay with leaving Herb Jones open for a three, but it's not necessarily ideal. Um, you're right, though. Herb Jones could be a guy one day they look to move on from to package to get a acquire a star. I'm just that scared. interesting with OG if you – do you think Herb Jones ends up my, – my one thing with Herb Jones is I think he's a way better the defender than Pat Williams is. But I'm scared that – I mean, Pat Williams starting to show the offense, but maybe Herb Jones is like Pat Williams where, like, it takes him three, four years to finally show offensive growth. Uh, maybe yeah, Pat will is a much better, always has been much better shooter than Herb. But yeah, Herb was a like career. Last year, so. Yeah, and Herb in the playoffs averaged ten point seven points per game and forty one percent from three. And then in college, he shot thirty five percent in his senior year and averaged eleven points. Again, I don't see Herb Jones being a fifteen point per game guy, but low double digits, you know. Yeah, and he he's had some flashes. Like, what game was that where he had? Uh, 21 against the Nuggets. 21 against the Nuggets with five steals. And he shot, I think, uh, two for three from three. Two or four. Two or four right there. So, like like you said, there's flashes. There's flashes. But, like, this year, Pat Williams finally broke the double-digit marker and is starting to show, you know, flashes. You want to guess Herb Jones' plus-minus last night against Sacramento? 34. Wow, 35. Good guess. I actually did not know that. I just assumed <laughs> it was high. But here, let's play a game that – also, Eric White, that lineup of OG Zion Drew would be freaking insane. I've heard, it, though, if they do do the deal, they want to do it around Jonas Valanciunas because the Raptors want a center and Jonas. I'm honestly uh, fine with that. Yeah, honestly, I didn't think it was a bad idea either. His role has been shrinking. Yeah, I, even though he's like – He's dominant. Yeah, he played like 18 minutes a couple nights ago or something. Went like 18, 11, and 5. Or yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I love, I, again, I think Jonas Valanciunas is a top 10 center in the NBA. I think he's one of the most all around centers who can pass, rebound at all above average or a good level. And now, guys, we play a game that we always wrap up the show with, and that is Hurt Tall. Does it always look like Rui Hachimura? It looks like Rui Hachimura or like Landry Shamet. No. No way. Not even close, dude. You want to do Rui? Oh, I know who this is. You want to guess? Yeah. Oh. Then it looks like my... he's taller than 6'10. Oh, that's got to be Thomas Bryant. That's got to be TB31. You think so? I think so. 
No. Damn. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, I know who does. Oh! Yeah, I didn't see that either. I know who it is. You go. It's Northwest, so it's either Thunder, T-Wolves, Nuggets. Is, that, is it Mike Muscala? That's who I was going to go next. Nope. Younger than 31. Oh, yeah. That was nice. my... Wow, yeah, that's a tough that's a that's a good that's a good one. That was good. I, I forgot Rudy Gobert kinda because he's French, he's got that French like hair. Yeah, that was interesting. I was kind of thinking it was gonna be a white guy. My dad has like very similar hair to like Rudy Gobert. Like not obviously. Like the best way to explain it, my dad has like black people hair. Like you know what I mean? Like because he's like from the Mediterranean. Like my dad has like afro hair. It's like it's incredibly curly. That's like where I get my my mom has more wavy hair, like wavy curly hair. So like my hair's like an in-between. But like my dad, we used to call him Ray Leon. Um, because which means King Lion. Because my dad now he has a ponytail. My dad's ponytail is like down to his back. He's like 68 with a ponytail down to here. But my dad, I have pictures of him with an afro where it's just literally out here. And it, yeah, my dad has like super curly hair. Like it, basically, um, like Rudy Gobert or the best is one of my friends is from Egypt, and it's like Egyptian hair because my family comes from like the Ottoman Empire, like partially. It's a good empire. Yeah, and how do I put it? I want to find uh, a good picture of like a guy. Like my boy, literally, when I look at him, I was like, you have the same exact hair as my dad. I always think about that. I pull this up. Uh, what's a good example? Mm, uh, here's a great example. Like when my dad was younger. Oh, my God. This is my dad's hair. Like, dude, literally just found a person that, like, same exact, like, literally looks like the picture of my dad. You ready? This is what my dad's hair looks like when it's long. Oh, cool. Yeah, like, my my dad looks like that hair. Nice. Like, that's why I, when I mean, like, not like. You should grow it out to that. My hair, when I grow it out, doesn't turn this curly. But, like, that's what I mean. Like, I can't, like. Literally, my father has, like, you know, like, Mediterranean, North African, like, hair, basically. Like, very curly. Like, it turns into, like, Afro and stuff like that. Like, I have, like, I mean, yeah, I just woke like up. Spice hair on the screen. Yeah. But, yeah, when you meet my – it's just so funny because, like, people will meet my dad and, like, just full on you meet my dad and you're just, like, you are not white. You know? <laughs> like, you are yes. a very foreign man. <laughs> Like, I always joke around that my dad's King Foreign because my nickname is Little, like, my rap name is Little Foreign. Mm. And I'm like, out, my dad, my dad's name is also Aldo, like the shoe store. I never heard of that shoe store. You never been to Aldo? 
Yeah. Guess you guess you don't have money. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. such a fucking asshole response. <laughs> yeah, I heard of it. Uh, you got any uh closing arguments? Also wrong themes music. Well, this is gonna be the week Legoat passes. What day is it gonna be? Tomorrow or today? When do they play the Thunder? Is it the Thunder? How many points is he away? I I can't remember. I've, it's between 30 and 40, I believe. I could be mistaken, but let's see. Thunder Warriors is tonight. Thunder Lakers tomorrow on TNT. Is, so wait, do they play tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow. So it's tomorrow? Yeah, he needs 36. Oh, he's breaking it. I I agree. Well, That's fucking crazy. Bucks are also Thursday, and it's at home too. We'll talk some Cavs tomorrow. You did lock, yo, Eric White. You did lock down uh, Halburn, but Halburn's. I've also fully committed to the suit jacket look for like the past month. Oh, nice. Where do you get it? I just keep suit jackets on my chair right here. And then when I record, I just put on a suit jacket. Where do you get suit jackets? For oh, uh, I bought a few from H&M, but all my nice ones, like these Canales, which are from like Italy. My 80-year-old uncle, like three years ago, four years ago, died. And he, she, he was married to my aunt, who's my dad's sister. And I'm like 6'1", almost 6'2", and he was like 6'2", 6'3", and no one else in my family has like size 13, 14 feet except for me. So I just got a multi-million millionaire's entire wardrobe. Nice. But it's like an 80-year-old man's clothing, so it's just funny That's as fuck. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like a, lot, I, a few of the jackets I need to tailor because they're either like the shoulders are like a touch. Like, you know what I mean? Like everything's just a touch because he was also like probably 250 on like 165 yeah. so like i'm 90 pounds lighter than him and i was like half an inch to an inch shorter but they gave me all their his clothing so like that's why like i have all these like nice i have like versace and like giorgio armani jackets Dang. yeah I have like two versace jackets and i got like um like handmade italian shoes and shit <sighs> yeah it's like fucking I got this at nordstrom rack Dude, Norsen Frack is fucking goaded. <laughs> All right. You think I should go to the dock for this? I probably should. Might as well miss class. I mean, yeah. don't you have like a campus dock? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I would just drive to the dock right now. I should probably do that. I should probably just get it checked out. Yeah. It's in my best interest. Yeah. All right, boys. If you guys did enjoy today's show, be a friend and tell a friend. We'll be right back tomorrow. Same time as always. 9 a.m. Eastern time, almost said Central. And if you did enjoy, be a friend and tell a friend. All right. So have a good one, guys. Hopefully my wrist is not broken. It's just a really bad sprain. But here we are. Thanks. All right. You got any closing thoughts? the goat oh wait 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 should we show them the logos or should it just be a surprise well yeah yeah i guess they're not done yet anyways so like, should it be a surprise or show them the yeah just wait all right we're, we're rebranding sooner soon enough 
like obviously still the NBA show, but like new logos, new look. And we have one of my boys who designs cars for BMW designing our rebrand for us. So he's actually in Sweden right now. So it's like a bit hard because he's out designing some European cars. But yeah, dude, the guy fucking legit. Like kids so talented. Sweden. Yeah. But that's it, guys. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Be a friend. Tell a friend if you did enjoy. And if you didn't, just forget it ever happened. Bye. Joke.